I was in, I was in shock. I was in shock. I have to tell you, all of the nasty and hurtful betrayal things. I'm listening to him on the phone, jabbering away like nothing, nothing harmful between us happened. And I feel none of it. I feel instead like I'm 16 again. And none of those things happened. I can hear his sparkle through the phone. He hasn't lost it. He has all of that, all of those things that made me crazy about him in the first place. None of it's gone. And when I'm listening to him talk, like there's a moment I legit close my eyes and I'm just listening to his voice. And I kid you not, I'm 16. It feels so weirdly good to hear his voice. And like I said, he's going on and on, like nothing's going on between us. Um, and then he stops because I think because I'm not saying anything. And I think he, I think he thinks that I'm like mad or I need some sort of expl- explanation or something. And he's like, hey, dude. I screwed up. And I'm so sorry. I I want to see you. If you're open to seeing me. And I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I'm not fully in my right head. There's a lot that's been going on lately. And I just don't know how to feel. I don't even trust that I am able to handle this whole situation right now. And I tell him, I got to think about it. I got to think about it. And we hang up shortly after. And I I finish out the rest of the workday. But when I get done, I need to clear my head. And one of the ways I do it, one of the ways I traditionally do it is I go on like drives and stuff. Um, And so on this day, I just kind of drive around the city. It's nighttime by the time I get any place where I'm kind of like, okay, it's time to stop and maybe head back home. Um, I'm up up in the hills. I seem to go out here pretty often. I'm up in the hills and I get out my car right at the, right at the, the base of a trail where like people go and they hike and stuff. And I look up at the stars and I think about all the stories that Tommy has told me. And I call him up. And he says, hey. And I say, hey, dude, what are you doing right now? And he says, um, just eating dinner. And I said, go outside. And he's like, okay. I said, yeah, just go outside and look up. And he's like, okay, I'm outside. What am I looking for? And I say, and I tell him the name of the constellation. 
And he says, yeah, I see it. And, and I said, I'm looking at it too. And I hear the sarcasm or the, I don't know, what's the word? The, I hear the, I don't know, I'll call it sarcasm, kind of melt out of his voice. And he says, I miss you, dude. And I'm trying not to get emotional. But when I open my mouth, I am 16. And I say, I miss you more. And I said, I told him, I, I want to see you. And he tells me where he's living. Not, oddly enough, not far from where I am. He said he had actually just moved back into the state from Texas. He was staying in Texas. Um, and he moved back into the state. He's staying legitimately like an hour and a half drive with a good traffic day. An hour and a half drive um, away from me. And I said, what are you doing this weekend? And he said, hopefully I'll be hanging out with you. Saturday rolls around. And it's the big day. And I cannot tell you, I don't think I've ever been more nervous than I was that Saturday. I was running around my place and everything was just a disaster to me. Like I was trying to like, like I cleaned. But then I would find, you know, a piece of paper or something on the ground, maybe like a ball of socks in my room, and I would just lose it. I would just, I would be devastated. I felt like, what am I doing? I felt like I wasn't clean. And I, I cried like three times. Once when I found a ball of socks on the floor after I had just cleaned my room. I was looking for something in the fridge because I knew it was Tommy's favorite. And I could have sworn that I got it, that I had it already. And I cried again. And then I was just sitting on the couch. And the emotions hit me. And I cried some more. You know, honestly, I welcome the tears because I felt like maybe if I get it out of my system now, I will be a little bit more equipped when I see Tommy to not be overly emotional in some sort of way. So it was fine. It wasn't like I was, you know, I was by myself. So it wasn't like I was embarrassed. I was just, I was more of a wreck than I thought I would be. And then eventually I just said, dude, it's Tommy. Chill out. I went to take out the trash in the kitchen. I don't know why. I just felt like it was like half full. And I was like, I'm going to dump this. So I go outside and I go to dump the trash and I could feel him coming down the street. I don't know. I just knew. And I rushed over to the front of my yard or to the street, you know, the front of the building. And... I looked down the road and I saw a truck pulling up. And it pulled up 
and it stopped. Tenant window, so I couldn't see who was in it. And not slow motion or anything like that, just raw emotion, if you will. I see him step out. I see his boots, his jeans, his t-shirt, his sunglasses, a thick, well-trimmed beard. And then he takes the glasses off, sunglasses, and he flashes that smile. If I thought I was beyond any sort of feelings for him, I'm talking about the old feelings, the feelings that I had when we first were on stage and I was playing the piano and he told me to take the melody out. And he started to sing. Everything was as real and as powerful, if not more, than in that moment. And he flashed that smile. And I ran to him. And I remember him opening his arms and I just bear hugged him and picked him up and just like looked at him. And he was like, whoa, dude, like chill. <laughs> he was like, whoa, like I, I don't know if he was surprised that I could pick him up still, but I could always pick him up. I don't know. Anyway, I just looked at him and I was laughing in disbelief. I was I. I couldn't believe like how good he looked. And I'm not talking about like in a way that's like sexual. I just made, it made me feel so good to see how whole he looked. How settled he looked, how grown he looked. He looked like a man. And I remember once I got a hold of my, you know, my odd desire to pick him up and like look at him and see if he was actually real in front of me. After I got to look at that, I calmed myself down. And he had this weird look in his eyes like this, this glow. And he said what I was thinking. He said, I can't believe it's you. And I said, me too, dude. And he did something. I haven't seen Tommy do much. He cried. And we sat out there just holding each other in the street. 
I didn't care who was watching. My neighbors came and went. It didn't matter. It was so good to see him. So finally, we go back inside, and it's a lot of talk. We talk about everything. And he wants to know, like, how my life has been in the city, all of that good stuff. And so for the, for the, the better part of, like, three hours, we're just talking about that. And I don't hold anything back. I tell him about, from the beginning, Adam, you know, the other people in between, like Dominic. Finally, I tell him about Miguel, James. (laughs) I tell him about the baby. And I tell him about Amir. And he's just like, wow, dude, you've been busy. (laughs) And I'm like, I've been living. And he looks at me and he says, yeah, you have. You're different. I say, I am how? He's like, I don't know. You're just, you're bigger. You're calm. It's nice to see. And he tells me about his life in the military. He tells me how that's going. He has a great job. He makes great money. But there's something that's missing. Something that I can't put my, I wasn't able to put my finger on right away. And finally, he just says, you know, I've been thinking about you every day. I should have gone after you. I should have. And I feel like it's a good thing that I got a lot of my emotions out earlier in the morning because I was able to ask the questions that I've been pondering over for years and actually listen to what he had to say. So let's get into that. First thing I wanted to know, I said, what the fuck is going, what's going on between you and Ralph? And he was just like, he got actually kind of like upset. He was like, nothing, dude. It was nothing. It was nothing. It was just, we were, we were just, it was just something that we did a couple of times. It didn't mean anything. I said, maybe not to you, but obviously it did to him. And he's like, how did you know? I was like, because Ralph freaking hated me from the day that you and me became friends. He's like, he didn't hate you. I said, dude, he made fun of me. And like, so, so I don't know if I've gone over this before, but like Tommy, like a lot of the farming community up there, like they had money. They wouldn't let, you wouldn't know from the outside looking at them, but they had like buku money, like ag money, old ag money. Tommy did. Um, Ralph did most of the, most of like, like a lot of the people did and I didn't. And Tommy, or excuse me, Ralph would make fun of like, I don't know, like my clothes sometimes, like it'd be a while before I had like shoe, like new shoes and like, you know, your shoes like start to fall apart. And like, he would just make like little digs and it would always make me feel, it would always make me feel really insecure, but I could always play it off as like a joke or whatever. But he would always do that. And it was just, 
Like I knew he didn't like me. And then once I started working for Tommy's dad, like I had my own money and I could buy whatever I wanted. Well, you know, the kind of stuff that a 16 year old would want <laughs> anyway, like when I wanted it, even like my car, all of that. But it didn't ever erase the sting and the feeling of what it felt like to be without and to have to face ridicule from people who, anyway, you know what I mean. So I was telling this to Tommy and he's like, dude, I didn't, I didn't know. And I said, he would never do it with you around. It was always when like we were in situations like us and the guys, but you, for whatever reason, weren't there. Maybe you were hanging out with some girl or something. He's like, dude, I didn't know. I said, so when did it start with Ralph? He's like, he got like, I know when Tommy's like avoiding answering a question. And he was just like, it's not, it's not, is it, do you really want to know? And I started to say no, because it wasn't that big of a, of a deal to me. But the fact that he hedged about it, I was just kind of like, yeah, dude, tell me everything and he said it started long before he knew me when they were uh, too young for me to comfortably talk about here on this podcast but years before I ever met Tommy I was just like okay and he said Ralph was always the one to initiate it. And it didn't mean anything. It was just, you know, it felt good, but it wasn't like, they were never like a thing. They were just friends. And I said, and what about the rumors? And he got quiet and he put his head down and he said, that was Ralph too. Before I knew what had happened, he had already blabbed to like half the school. And I said, did you call Ralph? After me and you? After I ran from your house? And Tom said, I was drunk, dude. I said, did you call him? And he said, no, he called me. And I told him to come over. And he saw my face. I didn't say your name. I didn't bring it up, dude. Like, And I was like, okay. And I get it. Ralph always, I feel like Ralph always thought something was going on with, between me and Tommy. He was jealous anyway. So like, I get that. Ralph asked, and Tommy tells me, Tommy tells me, Ralph asked me about it, but I didn't say your name or anything. And I didn't say anything about it, but he put two and two together. And then he made up the story. And I said, so why didn't you? And he looked at me. And I could see the shame in his face. He said, what? Why didn't I tell the truth? That I ruined my friendship with my best friend because I was too afraid to tell the world 
that I was in love with you, that I wanted to be with you, that I like guys. Oh, the closet sucks, man. And I just sat there having to (laughs) reconstruct my worldview on this issue. I had made up a million stories in my head. It never occurred to me that Tommy didn't have something to do with the actively making up the story or that Tommy never told Ralph and this thing had grown out of hand before Tommy even knew that there was a problem with me. And Tommy said, there's something else I need to apologize for. And that's not just not defending you or being brave enough to stand up for you. But it was getting drunk that night. And the way I treated you, you told me to stop and I didn't. You told me to stop and I didn't. And I just went over to him and I hugged him. And I said, the truth. That I forgive him and that I always had for that. There were things that I understood about Tommy that I know Tommy probably wasn't ready to talk about back then. Things that I understood about his habits and his behaviors and the thing that I read in his journal and that we needed to talk about, but also, you know, things that dictated his behaviors. I know him. And I, even if I wanted to hold his behaviors against him, my love for him, my understanding of him, but it let me hold on to those things in that way. Finally, nighttime rolls around and I set up Tommy's room where Kyle used to stay. And I say, good night, Tommy. And he says, good night. And he says, oh, by the way, I got you something. And he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a wrapped gift and he hands it to me. He says, open it on your birthday. And he has kind of like a, I don't know, he just has like a look on it, look in his eye that's like, I don't really know how to read it. And I feel a type of way because I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't get you anything. He said, no, I don't want you to. This is, this is the only gift that I need, being here with you. And he's looking at me like he's wanting to say something else. And I make it out of the room, down the hall, and I turn around and I go back and I knock softly on the door. He says, come in. And I just peek my head in and I say, hey, 
that's big enough for the two of us. And he gets up and he follows me to my room. I could tell by after I said it, I could see the smile and the light on his face. And I know that this is what he wanted. Tommy and me together, it's not even, I mean, listen, I am attracted to him, but it's not even like that. It's just, I don't know, we're like, in many ways, it almost feels like he's my soulmate. In ways, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, listen, I've, I've, I feel like I've, I've like overhyped every single person I've been in bed with, but I, I mean, Miguel to me was like everything, right? I feel like Amir and me are like soulmates too, but Tommy is different in that it's like, I almost feel like there's something, I don't know. I just feel like he's my, how do I say this? Like he's my other not that. It's like he's my, like my soulmate, but it's like not like, it's almost like, ah, how do I say this? It's like he's, like we have something that we need to give each other. Like there's so much that I've gotten from him and there's so much that I feel like I've helped him with. But even more than that, it's like, it's like we're two different versions of ourselves. Like we're two of this, it's like we're the same person with two different backgrounds. And there's a, at the time when I first met Tommy, there was something in me that I needed to break through. And he helped me with that. And I don't know if I've done the same thing for him, but I like to think that those times when Tommy was in like a a frenzy, when Tommy was at his lows, that he needed somebody to be there for him. And I hope that I was that person. So I have like my pajamas on or whatever and Tommy comes into my room and he's got like boxers and a t-shirt on and he takes it all off. He just like strips it all off. And he looks at me and he goes for my shirt and he takes it off of me and then he pulls my pants down. He looks at my, you know, my dick. And he looks back up at me and he smiles. And he just shakes his head and he's like, man. And I'm thinking he's going to like kiss me or do something. But instead, he just curls into me. Face to face. He puts his head in my chest. Our legs are intertwined. And I just hold him. And we just sit there. We lay there. And I can feel some time goes by and I can feel wetness on my chest. And I reach up and I touch his face and I can feel, you know, tears. And I say, are you okay? He didn't say anything. I say, Tommy, are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I just, just hold me. 
and I hold him.